How's it going, everybody? This is the Board Certified Gaming Podcast, the kind of podcast you'd want to take home to meet your parents. I'm talking upstanding citizen, helps old ladies across the street, has a cool car, volunteers on weekends, all that fun stuff. That's our podcast. It's not bad to look at either. You know, that's us. This is a video game podcast. Gaming is in our title, so we have to represent. We talk about video games a lot, almost exclusively. So don't expect anything else from us because you'll be thoroughly disappointed. You might even be disappointed already. I don't know. That's up to you, I guess. My name is Andy. My co-host, Amar, is not here. I'm all alone. But that's okay because I'm always alone. <laughs> Just kidding. Amar will be back next week. The soothing tones of his voice will embrace us all next week. He'll be hitting the mic. Thank God. Because if, if I'm your favorite host, one, why? Two, why? Seriously. Three, I'm not joking. Why? Like, why? And four, thank you. Aw. How sweet. Today is part two of our Decade of Gaming in Review series. All December, we're going to be talking about the last 10 years of gaming because not only is the year ending, the decade is ending. <sighs> Mind-blowing. I know, right? It's crazy. This is part two. So if you are listening to this and you didn't listen to part one, what's wrong with you? Go listen to part one. What are you, God? You can't just skip to two without listening to one. Go back. All right, do it. In part one, we covered 2010, 2011, and 2012. Those three gaming years, they were kind of boring, I know. This one will be a lot different. We are covering 2013, 2014, and 2015. Yay, counting. Love counting. So there's some pretty interesting stuff that happened. I mean, you were there. You know. You know what happened. If you're younger than me, I already hate you. So there's that. I'm old. And we're all old. And we're not getting any younger. So I'm going to take us on a nostalgia trip down memory lane back to the good old days of 2013, 2014, and 2015. A time where we had hope in our hearts and we weren't worried about the future. We were just happy to be in the present, which is a gift. That's why it's called the present. But we're going to the past, so none of that matters. <laughs> anyway, I'm an idiot. Okay. I am going to get into this, but first, before I start, and probably before I forget, we have some things you guys need to do. We have a Twitter account, at BCG Podcast. At BCG Podcast. All it is is four letters and then oddcast. That's it. All right? Follow that account. It's awesome. We tweet funny stuff. I'm kind of a wise ass. We have comments about the cool and bad things in gaming. Okay. We're always up to date. We also post updates and other stuff. Go do it. Except if you're driving, please don't. Pull over, maybe. Wait till you get home. Do a red light if you need to. I don't know. Just, you know, focus on the road. Everyone else, though, no excuse. All right. Follow the Twitter account. If you don't have a Twitter account, fine but start one and follow us. Do it. We also have an Instagram, at Board Certified Gaming Podcast. 
It's a very long name. We know. But it's the name of the podcast. So, I mean, just do it. Follow it. We post cool pictures of what's you know happening on the podcast and things that are happening in our lives. If you want to see what we look out like outside of your phone, I don't know why, but hey, here's your chance. Go do that. Go follow it. The Instagram is for the eyes. This podcast is for the ears. And the Twitter is for the soul or lack thereof, I guess. So go check those out. We have a Patreon. Finally, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash BCG podcast. Go check it out. It is a way you guys can support us and keep this podcast going strong and getting stronger, bigger, faster, stronger. We can rebuild it. <laughs> but it's the way you guys can support us and improve our podcast with us and make it the best it can possibly be. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash BCG podcast. If you give $5 a month, you get access to an extra episode a month. One whole extra episode a month of us talking about video games. Who doesn't want that? Actually, I can name a lot of people who don't want that. Mom, dad, kidding. But if you want that, go check it out. We'd love you for it. We're going to get into it. We're going to start with 2013. And I say we, meaning me, and this wall in front of me. But some would say Amar is the wall. Wait, who said that? Somebody just ran in here and insulted Amar. How dare they? <laughs> 2013 was a big year. And I think you know why. You were there. You knew. You knew what you're spending your money on that year. Consoles. Talking the boxes in your living room currently. If you're still playing on a PS3 and an Xbox 360, bless you. You are a true American. Or someone who hasn't figured out that those other things exist yet. I don't know. You've had time. Go get them. Consoles. 2013. Xbox One. PS4. The heavy hitters. Sony and Microsoft kind of had a pissing contest. I mean, they still do. It's been a race to see who's better, who's got the optimal console. And this year was no different. They honestly were going to give it a fair shot, but... One clearly came out ahead, and we've seen over the years that they just keep winning and winning and winning, and then we're in a cycle now of, we're now in 2020, the next consoles are going to come out. But we're not talking about that, we're talking about 2013. So this was just a boring year for games before the consoles came out, which they came out in November, which is actually funny because I don't know how Xbox planned this out, but it was kind of terrible. So the PlayStation 4 was announced in February of 2013 and came out in November 15th of the same year. And the price was way cheaper than the Xbox, which was announced in May, so a couple months after February, and was released one week after the PlayStation 4 was. Now, I get not wanting to compete. You know, you don't want to have those people that are buying... PS4s have to choose one or the other that day. You want the people to be like, okay, it's been a week. Everybody that wanted one day one or the day two or whatever, the couple days after the PS4 released, they're going to get Xboxes now. It's the 22nd. It's close to Black Friday. They're going to want one. So just do it a week later. But, I mean, it was announced later. It was more expensive. You had to have all brick 
And honestly, I mean, it's kind of a wash, but the exclusives for each, I think PlayStation 1 a little bit. I mean, the exclusives for PlayStation 4 were Dead Rise or Killzone Shadowfall, Knack, Minecraft. Like, Minecraft is probably a huge one. I got so many people wanting to play it. And then the exclusives for Xbox One were Dead Rising 3, Forza Motorsport 5, and Rise Son of Rome. There were others, but I mean, not you know any big titles. And then they also shared Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, Battlefield 4, and Call of Duty Ghosts, which I know, not a smooth lineup there. Those are kind of average games at best. Some people like Black Flag, though. I didn't play it. No urge to play it at all. But they could have done a little bit better to say, okay, fine. PlayStation is a little bit cheaper. I think it was like 100 bucks cheaper. That's fine, you know? Save that $100 or spend that extra $100. Get an Xbox. You know why? Because we have great games already out for you. And all this tons of cool stuff that you can play. But they're like, yeah, come be a Roman guy who swings a sword around. Come race cars. Everybody loves car racing. Yeah, spend an extra hundred bucks. You got to plug this giant brick in and it's a bigger console. But Xbox though, yeah. I mean, I, I get what they're trying to do. In the initial, you know, like launches, everybody was like, okay, the Xbox One is more of an entertainment console, whereas the PlayStation is more of a gaming console. And I understood that because the PlayStation, all it did was play games and your Blu-rays, obviously. But the Xbox was like, yeah, we're going to have Netflix. We're going to have Connect. So you've got all this other interesting stuff you can do. We're going to have just more things on the entertainment side. Not just, okay, well, here's games. Which I get. But people want consoles to play games. Yeah, it's a family thing, but... People are going to want to play games and they don't want to spend a whole ton of money to do it. So they're going to say, okay, PlayStation 4, it's cheaper. It's not as big and the games are pretty sweet. So it's just, and it came out a week earlier. So I, and they've been preparing since February, whereas May you get less time to prepare. So I, that time was really interesting for me because I was trying to pick. I, was, I had been an Xbox 360 guy for the longest time, but I was like, you know what? I mean, it even got me. PlayStation 4 is cheaper. Xbox One was like, okay, yeah, but I could already have this PlayStation for a week, and these exclusives look pretty good. The things that they're going to release in the next couple months look a lot better on PlayStation than they do on Xbox. And I was like, okay, like... I. I think I'm going to do it. So I did. I got the PlayStation 4 and I switched and I haven't looked back. Actually, I did buy an Xbox One when it got cheaper, but that's the whole point. It was like, this is way too expensive, especially for, you know, 16, 17, 18 year olds who want to blow their, you know, part-time or summer money. They want to spend it on a console and you can only get certain games that are also 60 bucks. So not only did you get a PlayStation 4, you got a PlayStation 4 and roughly two games for the price of an Xbox One. That's already in their favor. You can't compete with that. 
even if you are an entertainment console and no, you know, bad marks on Xbox. It's actually a really, Microsoft knows what they're doing. And honestly, they're more close together now. Like it's, it's a closer contest now with, you know, Game Pass and all the other things that they're doing, Game Pass Ultimate, sorry. But on an initial launch, you could totally tell that PlayStation was going to beat it. And it's a more worldwide console, I'd say. So I, Xbox gave it a good shot, and I think they improved on their console more than PlayStation did. But PlayStation already had the fan base and already had the numbers. And the PS2 and PS3 are some of the most highest grossing systems in history. So that's a tough, uh, tough opponent to compete against. That year was pretty boring for games other than the consoles, but like once the consoles came out, everybody knew, okay, here comes the cool titles. But before it, there's always a lull. So we talked about this in part one, where the year before, the you know, couple months before, there's maybe a good game or maybe a, like one really good game, but it's really a bunch of whatever, just because every developer that knows that a con new console is coming out, they want to make their games, spend their money, put all the development into the games that they want to put on the new console because why would they focus all their attention on the older console that people are just going to buy the new one and not play the old one? They're not going to buy an Xbox One just to play Xbox 360 games. They might because it's you know backwards compatible. But they're not going to spend, they're going to, I want to play all the new games for this new console. Why did I buy this new console if I'm going to play games on a console I already had? So they had to spend a lot of their development on games that are coming out after the console uh, arrive and release, which means that 2013 is kind of like, okay, yeah, these are fun. These were fine. So Bioshock Infinite was fun. That came out in March. It was very fun and you know the bioshock one two and infinite are great games but it's i personally don't think it's the best one in the series it's the first one obviously because it was it creeped the hell out of me infinite was fun but it was at a, it was early 2013 so it was still kind of on the periphery of like yeah this can come out for xbox 360 people will play it for a couple of months we'll probably release one on the next console we have enough time people will Love it, hopefully, and by the time the new consoles come out, they'll want to play Bioshock Infinite again once we release it later. A lot of these games had an idea in mind. They're like, we're going to release this game, and we hope people love it because we're going to ask them to buy it again on the next console. And a lot of them, they had some success. So Last of Us, which I didn't think was going to be that popular of a game, like that well-respected... I didn't like it a ton. I thought it was okay. I'm not a big stealth uh, game guy. It's kind of an interesting story. It's kind of a repetitive, kind of, you can see through the story a little bit and say, okay, okay, it's kind of predictable. I didn't think it was going to be that big, but that's one where it's like, okay, we release it in June and people are hopefully going to play it and love it and they're going to want to buy it again when we put it on the new systems, which happened later obviously it happened in 2014 but i'll get to that the biggest one i think of 2013 that was like yeah we know you're gonna love this we know you're gonna just go gaga all over this and then buy it again when it comes out for the next systems 
Grand Theft Auto Five. So that is still, I think, I don't think anything's going to beat it or come close. It's the highest grossing video game of all time because so many people bought it for the Xbox 360 and the PS3. And then it came out again on the PS4 and Xbox One. And they're just like, everybody wanted it. Everybody played it. Everybody loved it. Grand Theft Auto Online is, I think, still super populated just because everybody's playing it because these games rockstar just are literally rock stars so they just update the shit out of their games for years and then they're like "Ooh, these games are so good and so big and they just so much stuff you can do that they always take like five or six years to come out with another one so they're like here you're gonna play this for a while so we might as well update this shit out of it and people love it People pay so much money just to get fake money in a game. It blows my mind just to have like a car and like, oh, well, I want this apartment. It's like, I don't care. I don't personally get it. Grand Theft Auto V was fun. I loved it. It's a great game. But I didn't get into the whole, well, now I need to do all this online stuff so I can accrue wealth and start a business and rob a bank and buy a hotel and all this other crap. Like I didn't. I get it, but I don't get it at the same time. But that was a game that they knew. They were putting all of their money on people are going to buy this again, even if we release it. They released it in September. So that's two months before the consoles came out. People had two months to play it on their Xbox 360 before they were going to be like, all right, well, I got an Xbox One now. And they still could play it. I think it was backwards compatible right away. Maybe. I don't know. I got a PS4, like I told you. But... That was a huge game at the time. It's still a big game, which is nuts to me that it came out literally six years ago and everybody's just still playing the hell out of it. It's amazing. Twitch helps a lot because uh, people are always playing it on Twitch and doing interesting stuff with their friends. So good good on you, Rockstar. You hedged your bets in the right... Or you didn't hedge your bets. You put all your money where your mouth was. So good job. Some of these, the Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag... Battlefield 4, and Call of Duty Ghosts were ones that came out in November, but they came out a week before the consoles. So that's kind of the opposite of the point I was making with Grand Theft Auto V. They came out a week before the consoles came out, and they also came out for the consoles, like on release day. So it was like, okay, you're releasing this for people who don't want the consoles, and then for people who have them, which I guess is like a, we're hedging our, that's hedging your bets. That's okay. We're going to release this for everything kind of close together. So whoever doesn't buy the Xbox 360 right away and who doesn't buy the PS4 right away can still play them. And even if you, and if you do buy the Xbox, 3, Xbox One or PS4, you'll get them too, which I mean, Call of Duty Ghosts was probably a bad game to hedge your bets on, but it was a Call of Duty game and they knew people were going to buy it. So it's kind of like a, well, give it to everybody. Whereas Grand Theft Auto was like, okay, we're doing this. People are going to play it for a couple months and then it won't come out until next year on the PS4 and Xbox One. But people are still going to play the hell out of this, even if they can't play it on the newer consoles in spite of that. So that those are where those two differ, in my opinion. That one was like, yep, well, we want to have it on everything so people can play it because I don't think people are going to love it and want to buy it again if we release it like a year later. 
Whereas Grand Theft Auto was like, absolutely, you're doing that. So that 2013 kind of ended with the consoles. There's nothing really after that. There was only a few things before it. There are a couple other games. Nintendo's Time to Shine is always when all the other, uh, you know, Sony and Microsoft aren't having kind of that great of a time where they're not releasing a bunch of cool stuff. Nintendo usually comes in and throws some uh, interesting titles in there, like Amazon or Amazon. Wow. Animal Crossing, New Leaf, and Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, which I didn't play either of, but I'm sure they were great. And they had Wii U titles too that are just like, hey, we know you're waiting for the new console, but here's some Nintendo stuff because we're always working. Here's Mario at the dentist. Here's Mario in space. Here's Mario and friends go to a club. Why not? So not to talk shit on Nintendo. It's just they just don't have the same power in 2013 as Xbox One and the PS4 do. So that's 2013. We're done with that. We're putting, we're now assuming that the consoles exist. We're like, all right, they exist. We're moving on. What are the games that came out? So 2014. 2014 actually had some interesting news that I can talk about. 2013, the only news was really the consoles and E3 happened and all that other stuff that happens literally every year. But 2014, some cool stuff that I picked out. I kind of cherry picked, but not that anything else isn't important or that I probably missed some stuff that is important, but I thought these were pretty interesting. Microsoft acquired the Gears of War franchise from Epic Games in January of 2014. Epic Games, you may know now, is the maker of Fortnite and the owner of Fortnite. Fortnite overlords are Epic Games. But, you know, before they you know, sold Gears of War to Microsoft, they were making Gears of War. So before Fortnite was Gears of War, then and people don't even uh, associate Epic Games anymore with Gears of War. They associate them with Fortnite. That's how big Fortnite is. They're like, we're going to completely forget about this other game you made and just talk about the one that you make now, even though they were, that was huge. Like Gears of War was a big franchise at the time. So I just found that interesting that that's when they bought them, 2014. And it was all downhill from there for Gears of War. I'm kidding. Gears 5 is great. We have a podcast on it. Go listen to it. So that's one. Two, a lot of, okay, I'm going to tell you this right now, and I should have mentioned this before. A lot of this news is acquisitions, which I am a lawyer. So acquisitions are always interesting to hear about because it's a lot of lawyers working on negotiations and stuff. I'm a legal nerd. I think it's cool. I don't know. M&A sounds fun if you're dealing with millions and millions and millions of dollars. The second news note is Oculus VR was acquired by Facebook for $2 billion in March of 2014. That's crazy. So Facebook, yeah, they own a lot of stuff. They own a lot of money. They also own, own a lot of your personal information. But one thing they own is Oculus VR, which we have a VR episode, which... Go listen to that. We have a lot of a lot of these we've covered. So go listen to them. They're awesome. Oculus VR was bought by Facebook. And Oculus was kind of the leader in VR technology development. They were like, we are focusing on VR and you know, we're gonna make it better than anybody else can. And they kind of were until like a lot of a lot of other companies were like, hey, we're gonna do this too. Like big companies. So Oculus was 
$2 billion is a lot for a company that's just like, yeah, we are kind of making uh, headway in VR, but not a ton. We're here, but we're not, you know, making huge advancements in VR. They might now that they got Facebook money, but they were doing with whatever they could, I think through maybe Kickstarter or other crowdfunding sources. Now they got Facebook money. They can make all kinds of technology happen. So that was very important for the VR space and Oculus as a company. They're going to keep going. They're not, unless Facebook shuts them down, which they're never going to do, but they can do whatever they want. They can experiment. They can try to make VR in gaming a big thing, a more prevalent thing, a more affordable thing, hopefully. So that $2 billion is a lot of money. It's money I'd like to have. The last news is Twitch was acquired by Amazon for $970 million in August. We mentioned in part one how Twitch came about a few years before they were bought for $970 million. I don't think they thought it was going to be worth that, but they're like, holy shit, why not? Nine, almost a billion dollars for Twitch. And that was back in 2014. It is absolutely ginormous now. If Amazon sold Twitch, it's worth at least a couple billion dollars, guaranteed, just because like how huge it's been, the revenue it's bringing in, esports, all these other people, like people are signing million dollar contracts just to stream exclusively on Twitch. It's insanity. So I think Amazon got a bargain, honestly, like the, they have taken it and made it a huge platform a huge enter it's its own entertainment you know genre it's crazy and follow me on twitch at the answer with threes instead of e's go do it so that's it for news i mean that's already that's huge that's these companies are being acquired by people who have a lot more money to work with them and have turned them into bigger more profitable more better i think i more improved products and more improved companies so obviously the consoles have been out so now it's developers can make games that are like all right we're gonna make games for this new console because we can take advantage of the better processors the better graphic capabilities the better power usages the power the better whatever they're like now we're not working with old hardware. We can work with the new hardware and make awesome games that look great on your TV and are just awesome all around. So 2014 had some really good ones because it's like, all right, we saved our time, saved our money, made these great games. Here you go. Here's some new IPs. Here's some sequels that we wanted to save until, oh, uh, now we're going to put them on the new one because we had to wait a year. So one is Titanfall in March. That was a good game. Like it, Titanfall kind of started the whole mech thing. I mean, it's been around. Mechs have been a thing for a while, but they were like, okay, what if we put mechs in a multiplayer game, an online shooter with no campaign? That was unheard of at the time. They're like, wait, what? Like there's wall running and it's a shooter, like an online shooter, no campaign, but you can play inside of these giant robot mechs. I was like, that sounds fucking great let's do it bring it on and it did well respawn made titanfall and you can see where they are now they're making apex legends they're making you know all these other cool games that are and jedi uh, star wars jedi fallen order i think like it's 
they started, not started, but like Titanfall was a huge hit for them. And they were like, yup, we're going to be a staple. They made Titanfall 2 later, like Xbox One. Early players are like, March, cool. A couple months after they came out, get Titanfall. It's a great game. And they loved it. Another one that happened in March, Hearthstone came out. So Blizzard released Hearthstone, which is a huge game now on Twitch, especially like in competitive esports and stuff and kind of controversial too with the whole China thing, but which I'm not going to get into, but that's when that was released in 2014. It's hard to believe that it's, you know, already five years old, almost six years old. Like it, it's a fun game. I love it. It's, it's a card game, but it's not a card game at the same time. Like it's kind of cool. You know, if you love Yu-Gi-Oh and all the other card games, Magic the Gathering and stuff, you'll love it. Or if you like Gwent, all those other card games. It's a card game, but it's like a Blizzard card game. If you like World of Warcraft, you might like it too. Like, go try it. It's fun. It's free. Go try it. It's amazing. Blizzard knows what they're doing, and it's just proved that they they are... I think almost all of their games are just, we're going to release it and just develop the hell out of it and up, update the hell out of it for a couple of years until a sequel comes out in like 10. Like, here you go. I wouldn't be surprised if Hearthstone 2 comes out, you know, in the next four or five years, just because they're like on 10-year cycles or something. It's amazing. And it's actually impressive to see how prevalent they are in esports, how big their games got in esports, which Twitch being acquired by Amazon probably had a lot to do with that. So just the increases in revenue and we who have more money to increase the everybody being able to use this and everybody knowing what it is, marketability, just here you go. Here's hundreds of millions of dollars to spend. So Hearthstone was awesome. I love it. Still great today. In April, Amar is going to love this. He's going he's gonna to love that I talk about this. Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. This is actually an interesting story. We mentioned Final Fantasy XIV in part one. I forgot what year it came out in, but it sucked. Everybody hated it. They were like, nope, this is terrible. So what, what did they do? They were like, you know what? Fine. You don't like Final Fantasy XIV? We're going to change it, re-release it, repackage it as something else that hopefully you do like. And it's going to be called a, literally a Realm Reborn. They're going to rebirth it. And it's an online uh, MMO, I think. Amar would know way more about it than I do. I played it for five minutes and didn't like it because I'm not a Final Fantasy guy, but I mentioned it because Amar is with us in spirit. So Final Fantasy XIV, Realm Reborn in April, which apparently was well-liked. Everybody liked it. They're like, okay, that that's better. Good job. Thank you. Don't give us that garbage. Don't do that again. Don't give us that garbage again. We're not going to accept it next time. This next one, I'm excited to talk about because it's a game I like. Wolfenstein, The New Order. So this was also like a reboot, refresh, reborn, rebirth. Wolfenstein is an old game, old shooter, back in the day. And they're like, you know what? We're going to make a new one for the Xbox One. And it was awesome. You kill Nazis. Who doesn't love that? Probably Nazis. But, you know, it's awesome. And you can dual-wield assault rifles and just completely destroy people. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's a great game. If you haven't played it, it's on Xbox Game Pass. Go check it out. Go kill some Nazis. You'll feel much better. I always do. 
Also in May was Watch Dogs, which I haven't played, and I always think it's just it's the hacker game. That's all all I think about is that you're just a guy who has a phone and he hacks things and shoots people, which I'm probably not wrong. That's all I've seen. But it was a super hyped game at that time. Everybody's like, oh my God, Watch Dogs. What? What's I cannot wait for Watch Dogs. And then it wasn't that great, I think. Like it, it was overhyped, obviously, which you know, if you're going to hype a game up to oblivion, it's not going to be that great. So I, it was just interesting to see everybody talk that game up. And then it's like, okay, well, it's kind of a shooter, but you hack stuff on your phone and like, that's it. And you drive around. And I was like, all right, neat, I guess. Speaking of overhyped games, Destiny came out in September of 2014. Destiny was supposed to be like the thing it's what okay hey here's halo but it's an rpg and an mmo at the same time here's borderlands but it's in space and it's halo like borderlands it's a looter shooter but it's an mmo and oh my god it's supposed to break barriers and be you know not one genre it's supposed to be a great game that everybody's gonna love i mean they did it was a very not well-received game. Like, people played it. I did. It was interesting. It was a neat concept. It wasn't all the way thought out. It wasn't. It was way overhyped, super overhyped. It, that didn't do it any kind of help, everybody thinking it was going to be the best thing since sliced bread, but it, it clearly wasn't. And it's interesting to see the developments with Destiny 2, They've taken it and have improved it and say, okay, this is kind of what we were thinking for the first one. Like a lot of the MMO stuff. Here's a lot more things that you can do. Here's raids. Here's all these cool things you can do with your friends. Here's all these updates. Here's all these guns. Here's multiplayer. Here's all this fun stuff. Destiny 1 had some of that, but it wasn't fully developed, which they already knew they were going to come out with other ones. So no one was surprised that the second one was better, but the first one was just way overhyped so that's a lesson don't overhype something have lower expectations and let it firmly exceed those expectations like by a mile which is going to be another one speaking of low expectations that sue that surpass them by a mile the next game i'm going to talk about is middle earth shadow of mordor that came out in september of 2014 and i love it it's a great game which is it's the first game that's used this kind of concept and mechanic that I have never seen in games before, which it might be in other games, but I love it. So it, Middle-earth Shadow of Mordor is obviously in the Lord of the Rings universe, and you play a dead guy, recently dead guy, I know, who comes back to life to kill uh, orcs. And <laughs> once you kill an orc, who is apparently they have a military structure in orcs, did not know that and if you kill an officer or if you kill a grunt or whatever then somebody takes his place on the ranking like on the then uh, i get promoted and stuff and it's just a whole system that it's like all right this guy he's weak against this stuff you need to sneak and kill him and then if you kill him then the guy that you're you took mind control of can take his spot and then can help you in fight in a fight against the bigger guy who's leading this whole, you know, platoon. It's just insanity in this, and it's like a stealth game, 
but you can like hack and slash your way through stuff and use archery and magic powers. And it's like Lord of the Rings universe. It's just dope. If you have never played it, please do. The second one is also good. Like they improved on the first one, just the same mechanic, same uh, nemesis system, whatever they call it. It's just super interesting to see, okay, so if I kill this guy, a different guy who's randomly generated with a random name, random weaknesses, random behaviors, and I got to figure out either to kill him, to take over him, to get him on my side, to help me ambush the his you know boss, and then get to his boss, and eventually get to where I need to go in the story. And it's a story. Like, that's... It's insanity. It's a great game. I love it. Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. Go check it out. It's on Game Pass, I think. I might play it again. Oh, I actually forgot one. July of 2014, Last of Us Remastered. So that was uh, Last of Us Remastered. Was re- or Last of Us was released in 2013. And then they're like, all right, everybody loved it. So like, we're going to release it again. Last of Us Remastered July. Like I was mentioning before, where Grand Theft Auto was like, we know you're going to love it, so we're going to release it again next year. And then Call of Duty Ghosts, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, they're like, release them on both. We don't know if people are going to buy them if we make them wait. Just, you know, release them on both systems kind of close together so everybody's covered. This one was kind of different from those two. Last of Us, I think, did, in my personal opinion, I think did so well that they were like, oh, Okay, we didn't see that coming. I mean, it is Naughty Dog and they make good games, but I don't think people, they thought it was going to be that good. I didn't think they thought people were going to love it so much that they're like, all right, here it is again. You guys loved it on the PS3. Here it is on the PS4. You know, we, everybody was clearly clamoring for this game. So here it is. Again, looks prettier, same story, zombies, all that other stuff. Here you go. I thought it was okay. I didn't have a PS3, so I bought Last of Us Remastered to play it. And I was like, it's interesting. Sure, it's the same kind of zombie story, but it's like a little bit more cinematic, kind of dramatic, kind of cool combat, I guess, but it's a lot stealthier. I'd rather play a stealth game like Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor over Last of Us Remastered or Last of Us. And it had multiplayer, which is weird. You didn't don't expect a game like that to have multiplayer, but it does, or it did. I don't know if they got rid of it, but so there's going to be another Last of Us coming out, which I, I don't know. I'm I'm on the periphery of people who like that game, the that franchise. I'm over it, I guess. I might pick it up. We'll see. So that was I forgot about that. In November, so we're getting to the end of 2014. So this is a year after the consoles came out, a whole calendar year. So Call of Duty Ghost came out in November, which it, Call of Duty of a Call of Duty game comes out every November. It's like clockwork. This one, Call of Duty Ghost was bad. I didn't like it. It was boring, average, shitty Call of Duty. You can kind of see the downturn of Call of Duty games. So it went, you know, all the Black Ops games, Black Ops 2, and then uh, Ghosts, and then Advanced Warfare in 2014. It's just like, okay, I I get what you're trying to do, but this is basically ghosts, but in a different universe. Like, it was not great. I didn't love it. You know, I bought it like an idiot. Didn't like it. You know, they were getting way too far into the, here's a weird battle that might have happened. You know, here's 
but it's advanced. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I really don't care. They may are just getting too weird with it. And this is kind of their downturn. You know, in a few years, they make infinite warfare and really hit rock bottom. So, I mean, this is kind of the beginning of not the end, but the beginning of a valley instead of a peak for uh, Activision and Infinity Ward and all of them uh, people. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, not great. Also in November, because November is always a big time for games because of the holidays, Black Friday, everybody wants these for Christmas. So if you release them in November, you can maybe get them on a deal in around Christmas time, or you can still get them a month later. And it also gives them some time to wait out the holidays, wait out, you know, January, February. So they don't need to come out with anything until like March, April, like spring. And they also know kids are on winter break, so they're going to want to play these a lot. So they release them in November, early December, late November, something like that. So Far Cry 4 came out in 2014, which blows my mind because I thought that came out like two years ago, <laughs> honestly. But that might have been Far Cry 5. I don't know. I've I played Far Cry 3. It was fun. And they're just trying to come up with weird villains. And they're doing a pretty good job at it. This is the weird blonde guy that wears nice shoes, I think. And you're on a mountain for some reason. But yeah, Far Cry is just a fun game if you're just like, do you like kind of RPG, like kind of Fallout, but in a jungle with like some people who just are in a cult or who follow this weird guy for some reason and he's kind of nuts and wants to kill you at the same time for some reason? Like, you'll love Far Cry. So Far Cry 4 was fun. And then... Also in November, one of my favorite games of that year, Dragon Age Inquisition. So I love the Dragon Age uh, series. Bioware has a special place in my heart for making Mass Effect and Dragon Age, those two franchises. And Dragon Age Inquisition was just more of it, more Dragon Age, better looking, better combat, better you know story, an interesting story. Some people, you know, they didn't like Dragon Age 2. I thought it was fun way you know not better than dragon age origins but i thought it was great and then inquisition was kind of like an upturn everybody's like oh this is great i love it like this is way better than two and it it was a great game a lot of people thought it was game of the year for them like it was just i enjoyed my experience go play it if you uh, haven't yet it's very you don't really have to know the first two like it'll the good thing about dragon age or bioware games in general is they'll fill it in for you they're like, okay, you didn't play the first two. That's fine. Here's a generic story of what might have happened if you played the first two. Here's some decisions you make. Like it's Bioware games are all like important decisions you have to make and they matter throughout three games. Like it's bonkers to me. How some dude I killed two games ago matters now. Like it, you're not going to be lost. They explain the story. It's a whole different story. But, you know, it just play the other two. You'll get the whole experience if you play all three. So Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2, Dragon Age Inquisition, a rip-roaring good time, man. Love it. Love Dragon Age. Finally in November, because December was kind of bland in 2014, Grand Theft Auto V Remastered, they were like, yeah, okay, it's been a year, okay? You wanted Grand Theft Auto V on the new consoles, you got it. Here you go. You've already been playing it a shitload on the Xbox 360 and PS3. Here you go. Grand Theft Auto V remastered, not really remastered, they just re-released it. They didn't do anything to it in the year. They're just like, all right, 
make a copy on PS4 and Xbox One. So they did, and they released it, and it is literally the highest grossing game of all time. And so many people are still playing it, putting tons of money in it. They're still making DLC and updating it online. They have casinos, which is another episode we had. A lot of these relate to episodes we've had. It's weird, I know. Grand Theft Auto V was, I mean, it was a great time for games, great time for Rockstar. They just hit it out of the park. They knew it. They knew that everybody was going to buy it again. They were going to pay $60. I am a sucker who did. I paid $60 for it again because it was fun and I wanted to play it on my newer console. So they they knew. They knew. Okay, we put it out for Xbox 360 and PS3. People are going to play the hell out of it for a couple months. They're going to get the system. They're still going to want to play it on their new consoles. Still going to want to play it. Release it next year, one year later. People are going to buy a ton of it and play it. And they did. And they were right. So that's 2014. You know, it's that was a pretty... The year after consoles come out, it's pretty good for games because all the games that the people had been working on for two years are like, all right, here you go. Consoles have been out for a couple months. Here's the game we've been working on for it. We spent all our time, all our money, all our resources on it. It's great. It's a new IP or it's a sequel that we knew was going to be good. So here you go. But 2015, 2015, I mean, there were still some good ones. You know, it... It takes a couple years for there to be a downturn in games where it's like, okay, yeah, now you're not so good. Consoles have been out for a few years. Eh, make some good stuff. But it's still 2015 and they're going strong. So not really much news-wise. You know, just a lot of companies being bought, companies being uh, shut down, uh, companies being turned into other companies. Like it's Things move around so much in companies because... You can, if you have billions of dollars, you can buy a small company and then name it whatever you want, put it on the shelf for a while, and then have it come out and say, okay, well, we're going to re-up the studio and have them make games again because they made some good stuff and we want their name on it. You know, we want people to associate that brand with the reputation that they make great games. So if we shelve it and say, oh, this company that's been gone for a couple of years is going to make games again, even though it's different people, we're still going to, you know, we be suckers for it and think, oh my God, they're going to make the same game I had how many years ago? But they don't. So that was the news really for 2015. Consoles going strong, still a race war between, not a race war, a race and a war between the consoles of PS4 and Xbox One. They're still fighting. PS4 is winning by not, I don't know, a ton, but they're winning because duh, they're still cheaper. You know, the same games that are coming out are coming out for PS4 too, except a couple. Titanfall, Wolfenstein, other ones. But Last of Us was coming out, you know. So it wasn't, you couldn't really get a step ahead on the other console. If you're an Xbox One spot, you're still trying to catch up. So 2015, pretty good games though. Like, some nice games. First, Bloodborne for PS4 in March. Bloodborne is the weird cousin of Dark Souls. Like, it's the same kind of mechanic, same kind of like, you're going to die a bunch, and you're going to have to figure out how to kill this large boss, and I don't know how you're going to have to die a bunch to figure it out. Dodge and take whatever health crystals or whatever the hell Dark Souls is. I've never played Dark Souls. I played Bloodborne, though, and it's a weird plague steampunk 
dark vampire universe and people loved it and they still love it and they think it's a great game i tried it too weird for me too difficult i died a bunch and didn't learn a damn thing but everybody loved it speaking of everybody loving a game the next one that came out in may of 2015 the witcher 3 wild hunt which is still considered one of the greatest games ever greatest rpgs ever i've played half of the witcher 3 because i get distracted and it's great i'm gonna play more of it and it's on game pass it's coming to game pass very shortly i think and you should play it too it's very fun you don't have to play the witcher 2 or 3 or 2 or 1 to understand 3 but i don't know i'm sure they're great too but literally that was everybody's game of the year they thought it was fantastic they released a dlc later and it's honestly very fun so i'm I need to get on myself and get back into it and play because I, if everybody thinks it's so great and it's not hooking me, either there's something wrong with me or I have some kind of problem with focusing on a game in its entirety and playing it all the way through. I just want all the things, okay? I want all the games. I want to play them all and I want to have all the experiences and have all the games. So that was Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Go play it. It's fun. In June of 2015, there were some... <laughs> so Bethesda gets a bad rap sometimes. So one of the things that they get a bad rap for is they keep releasing Skyrim on things. They're like, all right, Skyrim on Xbox 360 and play PS3. Okay. Next consoles come out, Skyrim, PS4, Xbox One. Okay. Switch comes out, Skyrim. Here you go. 60 bucks, please. And it's like, stop releasing the same kind of stuff over and over again and expecting us to buy it. We do, but I mean, they keep doing it and they keep getting kind of like a cash grab vibe from people. Like they release stuff just to you know make money from it. But this was kind of a different move for them. So in June of 2015, The Elder Scrolls Online came out. So this was new for them because they hadn't really made an online MMO before. And it's set in the Elder Scrolls universe, so it's not technically Skyrim, but it's pretty damn close. And it's like, well, here's Skyrim, but it's updated. It's online, and you can play with friends. So co-op Skyrim, essentially. And it, people loved it. I mean, it's obviously an MMO of that size is never going to be perfect early on. It's going to need to grow. It's going to need to improve. It's going to need to not fail but it's going to need to make mistakes in order to correct them and get it better and bethesda doesn't have the best launch history especially with like fallout games like that fallout end games like that but it's interesting to see what the product has become people received it pretty well they're like this is fun i keep playing it it's online i can play with my friends that's the only thing i've missed about bethesda games is they're not co-op and they were just having fun and still having fun today they're still releasing new stuff for it they uh, would expand on it have dlc later they're still coming out with dlc amar loves it it's a fun game i've tried it like every other game i play i get bored is it me i think it's me i'm just terrible i'm a bad gamer i think i just play games and like yep played it for a couple hours technically played it i'm done i don't know i need to fix that but that was elder scrolls online in june fun game still out very big if you download it but go try it 
It's fun. It's on Game Pass. A lot of these are on Game Pass. Way to go, Xbox. Way to rebound. In July, this is a, not a tiny game, but it was a game that was very small at the time that Amar and I, we are going to always claim that we are truthers. We are first dayers. We are lifelong fans. Rocket League came out in July. And Rocket League first started out on PS4 and I think Windows as like a, hey, here's this indie game. It's based on like, it's a sequel to Battle Cars or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know the name. But Rocket League is, uh, it was like an indie game. They were like, here, it's free on PS4. And it's a funny story. Amar actually texted me. He's like, hey, there's this cool game that I just tried that's free on PlayStation. Go try it. It's called Rocket League and let me know what you think. And I did, and I was like, holy shit, this game's really fun. It's basically soccer with cars. Amar's a big soccer fan. I like video games and playing with my friends. So <laughs> I like soccer too, I'm just saying. And he's like, yeah, play this with me. And I was like, absolutely. And so we stayed up all night till literally 6 a.m. Like keep saying like, okay, we're going we're gonna to quit. We just, we're just one more, just one more. Okay, one more match. And then we'll do it. We'll end on a, and then we're like, let's end on a high, high note. Let's end on a win. Like next time we lose. And it ended up being 6 a.m. And we, I think we had stuff. I, I had college. He had work the next day. We were just like, yeah, let's do it. And it became one of our favorite games that we always played together. And it's still like now it's a huge esport. Like it's crazy how there are like Rocket League leagues and Rocket League championships and all this other stuff, which... I mean, we're a little too far gone. We're not as good as we once were to become pro Rocket League players, but man, what could have been? It's a great game. Go check it out. Rocket League is very fun. It's very simple to understand, and I think you'll love it. We loved it. First day, Rocket League fans, right here. Okay? It's a great game. In October of 2015, Halo 5 Guardians. So Halo... I think they've made a few too many games of Halo. So Reach was fine. That came out in uh, 2011, I think, because that was in part one. And they released Halo 5 Guardians in 2015. It was okay. Not the best Halo. Once, If you make six or seven games, it's. I said this in part one, it's rare that the sixth or seventh one is the best one. Like, it's just rare that that happens. And it didn't. It, that same thing happened with Halo. The sixth or seventh one is not that great. They made probably way too many. Halo 3 was fun. You know, Halo Reach was cool. But Halo 5 was like, all right. Like, it's kind of getting old. So either try and end this or make make something better or kind of switch gears here because this is not working. And yeah, I they're coming out with a sequel to it called Halo Infinite, I believe, which... I mean, hopefully it's Halo Infinite and not Halo Infinite Warfare, but um, psh, gotcha. <laughs> Speaking of Infinite Warfare, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 came out in November. So now we're in the November, which is, here comes Call of Duty, like always. Black Ops 3, which Black Ops, we lo Amar and I loved the first one. Two was okay. Three was way out there we were like okay this is starting to you can tell like there are i've mentioned this probably for a couple of games in this entire episode you can tell 
that, okay, this is the game where they're starting to lose me. This is the game where they're getting a little too weird with it in terms of sequels that it's like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have done that. Or you're going a little too far. Maybe try something else or, you know, don't cut this series. You quit while you're ahead. Black Ops 3 is a perfect example of that. I was like, okay, this is, so these future guys are fighting a future battle with like robot bees and jetpacks and sledgehammers and all this other weird stuff. And I think the guy from Law and Order was there or that was, yeah, I think the guy from Law and Order was there or is that two? I don't know. I can't remember anymore. Or is that Advanced Warfare? I don't know. But I mean, it's like, why do I care? Like, I don't really care about these guys in this campaign. And the multiplayer is the same multiplayer it's always been, except everybody's jumps and high and goes fast and has all these weird, like, trap wires and robot bees and all this other shit. I didn't want to deal with it. So I was like, okay, you're losing me here. Like, you can't say this is a war game or a battle simulator, or whatever you want to call it. And it's just basically the future. And I'm like, I you know. And then they got into space and they're like, people love the future stuff. Go to space. And then you get uh, infinite warfare. So that's how that happened. And it was like, and Black Ops 4, they're like, ditch the campaign. So it's like the Call of Duty Black Ops 3, you could see like the gears turning of what they're thinking. And they're just down a path that it's like, I don't think you should go down that path. But they did because they don't listen to me. Nobody does. Speaking of questionable decisions. You see, these are all connected. Star Wars Battlefront came out in November 2015. No, not that one. Not that one either. The new Battlefront. So I have been a huge Star Wars Battlefront fan. Star Wars Battlefront 2 for PS2 is probably the one of the best games of all time. Of all time. Like games. Not game genres, not shooters. Games of all time. I love it. It's so great. Not a damn thing wrong with it. The only thing that's not wrong with it, or the only thing that is wrong with it, is that it's not around more today. So that I thought that Star Wars Battlefront, them like, hey, this is Star Wars Battlefront, but for new consoles, we're just rebooting the whole thing, same kind of mechanics, same all this other stuff. And they were like, it's mainly first person. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Here's a beta. I tried it. It was fun. Like You can play as a heroes and all your favorite Star Wars characters, like back in the old days, but it just didn't feel right. Like it didn't have the same success. It, it just didn't feel right. Something about it was just like this. I'd rather play the old one. So I, I don't know what happened. They kind of just washed one away. They're like, all right, one's over. Let's work on two. We're coming out with two. We're going to make it the best, the better one, which they have. They've, they've stuck to their word. EA makes terrible Star Wars games. But recently they've been like, okay, we're sticking with it. We're going to make it a good one. We're going to, you know, try and make it the best Star Wars games we can and so we don't lose this license, which I think is what they're trying to do. They might lose it. So Battlefront 1 came out. It was bleh, but 2 might be good. We'll see. I mean, it's getting better. I need to give it another shot. There's two games left in November, and then we're going to finish this up with a recap. So the last two games of 2015 are Fallout 4 and Rainbow Six Siege. Fallout 4 was massively, you know, asked for because Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas were so good. Fallout New Vegas came out, that was in part one. 
and we hadn't had a Fallout game since Fallout 3 in like 2008 or something like that, whenever, 9, 7, whenever it came out. Everybody wanted it. I did too. I was like, Fallout 4? Hell yeah. It was coming out, and we were like, it's set in Boston. That's cool. Oh, wait a minute. These dialogue options are weird. Oh, you're a voiced guy now? Okay. Neat. Like, and there's a lot of fetch quests, and it turned out to be like, okay, it's kind of like Fallout. It's in the Fallout universe, same kind of mechanics, but there, oh, there's crafting. Oh, cool, I guess. I've always wanted to build a fort in Fallout. It's just some questionable choices, but they had to make it different so people weren't just like, well, it's Fallout 3, but in a new place. But the funny thing is, that's exactly what we would have wanted. If it was just, it's Fallout 3, same kind of mechanics, we're just in Vegas, or in uh, Boston now. I've been like, sure, that's fine. But they added too much weird stuff. Got too weird, got too modern, got too, okay, here's a new game. Here's a new kind of Fallout experience. It's like, no, we wanted the old one. And then Rainbow Six Siege... I'm actually really impressed at how this how it has become a popular game that people like and has become like a competitive game that people play on Twitch all the time. I think it's an eSport, pretty sure. I don't know for a fact, but people love it. They play it. Rainbow Six games have always been pretty cool. Rainbow Six Vegas 2 is the best Rainbow Six game of all time. I will fight anyone on that. And people love it. So Rainbow Six Siege, I haven't played it but it just looks really fun and I actually do need to play it and give it a shot. I just don't have any friends, so I can't play it online with anybody or I'm probably a terrible teammate, so that's why. But those are all of the games and the news that has happened in the year 2013, 14, and 15. If you've made it this far, I applaud you. That is amazing. Thank you. It's been an hour. I'm surprised I even talked for an hour. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> to recap... The consoles came out, the new consoles came out in 2013, the PS4 and the Xbox One. Before then, it was kind of a, like the games were like, all right, we know new consoles are coming, but we don't want to put too much of the eggs in the here's a game before the consoles come out basket. Some did, some got away with it. Grand Theft Auto V knew they had a winner, so they're like, yeah, we don't care. We're going to just release it in a year and everybody's going to love it and go nuts for it. And they were right. And just, it was, the consoles came, and then with them came all the fun new games and the revamped franchises and the sequels and the new IPs that everybody was like, okay, we can take advantage of this new hardware to make interesting software to make you, I don't know, any a thirdware, aware, no, it don't work. They took the new hardware and made interesting games that, I mean, some of these are have been games of the year, have been remastered a bunch of times over, and they're just consistently everybody's favorite games that they remember from this time and even played religiously a couple of years later. I mean, people are playing Rocket League now a ton. People are playing a Witcher 3 like it's came out this year. People are playing Hearthstone like nuts. I mean, it, some of these games were mainstays and have been since the consoles released back in 2013, and people are still playing them now. It's interesting to see what's going to happen in the next generation, in 2020, if some of these games are going to get remastered or rebooted or re-released or something like that. Just if, I swear to God, if Skyrim is on Xbox, the new Xbox or PlayStation 5, I'm probably going to buy it, but I'm going to be pissed. Okay, if Grand Theft Auto 5 is on them, I'm going to question Rockstar's uh, morals there. So I... 2013 to 2015 is in the books. 
great three years. I talked a lot. We hope you enjoyed this. I did. I did. Yeah, this is great. Reminds me of a lot of games I got to play. So we will be back next week with episode three, part three, which is 2016, 2017, and 2018. It'd be interesting to see the dynamics between this year when new consoles came out and then those years when it's like, okay, consoles have been out for two, three years. What do you got? What's new? What can we do? Okay, we'll see. But I'm Andy. This is an In the Board Certified Gaming Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at BCG Podcast, at Board Certified Gaming Podcast on Instagram, patreon.com slash BCG Podcast. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, review, rate, all that other stuff. Do it. Bye.